Welcome back. Episode 16 of the All the Fly Kids show. This episode is called the Grab Your Passport episode. Um, glad to have these two gentlemen that I have with me today because um, I've always been inspired by them because I myself have wanted to do more traveling. And these two brothers here have done quite a bit of world traveling and, and don't plan on stopping. And um, I like their approach. They They go where... Most people who um, who are melanated <laughs> won't go, you know, and I and I and I, I respect that because I see myself doing this, doing the same in a lot of ways. So, without further ado, I have Jamal and Shep of the Wayfair Study on the show tonight. Hey, hey, what up, hey. What up, what up? appreciate y'all coming in. How y'all doing tonight? I'm doing all right, hey. man. Thank you for having us, man. Absolutely, absolutely. So, getting right into it, I always got to start with the background where everybody's from. Um, so. Whoever wants to start off. Uh, I'll start it off, man. Okay. Um, I'm Shep from Charleston, South Carolina. Okay. Um, moved up to D.C. about 2007, almost 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal and I went to high school together. Okay. Uh, we kind of lost contact after high school. Mm-hmm. We went separate ways and ended up reconnecting when we came back, when we came here to D.C. Okay. So. All right. So both of y'all from Charleston. Yeah, yeah. born and raised, yeah. Okay. And um, what brought y'all to D.C.? Like, what, what, yeah, how'd y'all end up in D.C.? Um, we're from Charleston, South Carolina. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, I, some people <laughs> like it down there. They don't want to leave. Well, yeah, I get that. Um, for me, I think we have, uh, like, separate stories as to uh, how we got up here. I was, uh, I was teaching at the time in South Carolina, very rural part of the state in uh, Bennettsville, South Carolina. And uh, it was cool. But I kind of needed something. I've always had this like thing in me to kind of like just be around like different people, different culture, all that type stuff, and wasn't really getting that back home. Um, so that cut out Atlanta. That definitely cut out Atlanta. Okay. Hated that. Always hated Atlanta <laughs> and Charlotte. Sorry. Um, so randomly, just came up uh, here for uh, during Christmas break while I was teaching. Hung out with one of my frat brothers, and um, I went to two places he took me to like two bars i went to stands mm-hmm. and uh Where they give you the, the alcohol yeah, and the yeah. glass this tall and they fill a it up shot right a chaser there. and more liquor than anything yeah and went to shelly's okay and, uh, shelly's back room yeah the cigar the shop cigar bar, yeah, yeah. yeah um <laughs> don't ask me why but after that night i was like i'm moving i'm moving to dc i love it i was meeting all these cool people Mm -hmm. uh the women were beautiful Mm -hmm. all that good stuff so that was like december it literally took me six months to get up to move up here packed up all the stuff in the u-haul drove up to dc been up here like shep said been up here 10 years okay okay was was it the same reason for you i mean i wish i had a story as good as that (laughs) but i was broke I needed a job. Mm-hmm. I just finished grad school. I'm a teacher or two as okay. well. Okay. And um, I wasn't getting any <clears throat> any bites locally. Mm-hmm. So I had a cousin that lived up here in um, Alexandria. And he was like, yo, come up, move up here, you know, live with me and apply to jobs up here. So I applied to Fairfax County, got a job, and now I'm, I'm here. Okay. So, you still uh, in Fairfax County Public Schools? Yeah, still in Fairfax County, yeah. Okay. How 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 is VA treating you? VA's treating me okay, all right, you know. Um, I'm close enough to the city, far enough to where I could have, you know, like, space and chill, you know, so. Okay, okay, all right. So when I first met y'all, y'all had the Sovereign Space going. Okay, and talk a little bit about what the Sovereign Space was. 
Well, I think the sovereign space was just about being independent. Mm-hmm. Like both of us were kind of at a at a point in our life where we were starting to think, okay, these like we like our job, or at least I like my job, and but I still couldn't see myself doing that forever. Right. And I've always had an interest in in art and music and movies and like create being creative. Mm-hmm. So um, and I'm always online. So I'm, we're like, yo, we need to find like create like a hub the things we think are cool. Right. Right. And a lot of times some of the things we think are cool is not necessarily the the most mainstream things, you Mm -hmm. know? And um, so we decided to create a website to promote independent art and the things we like, things we thought were cool. And we named it the sovereign space. Okay. And when did that, when did that officially launch? It's like 2011. 12 I no uh I think November 2011. Okay, yeah. you got it down to the month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And at what point why did y'all why did y'all go y'all separate ways or like why did y'all fold it? Let me say that cuz I know there was a third person involved. Uh-huh. So why did y'all fold it? That the sovereign space was uh a good learning experience when you're like going into business with friends mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the importance of uh establishing relationships mm-hmm. was one of the main things that uh Shep said you know once everything kind of you know started to disband a little bit right you know we were we were having fun with it and we were kind of like just willy-nilly just doing a lot of stuff it was still a lot of stuff that we enjoyed doing but um once it started getting to throwing events and money and making sure all t's across and i's are dots um we didn't really have those roles established, so it okay. kind of just fizzled out. Okay, okay, okay. So then when did the idea for the Wayfarer study come about? Did it come about shortly after? Because when did, when, did um, when did the sovereign space officially come to a close? Um, <clears throat> I guess it officially came to a close after our last event, maybe like a, a, maybe a month or so after our event, which was in May. That one on uh, H Street yeah. that y'all did. No, 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 no. no, the no. One we on F, had the, we had on, oh, 600F at yeah. the loft. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was in like the spring of 2014. Yeah. That was the spring? Yeah. Of that year? I thought it was later was, than that. That was the summer. Yeah, that was later than that. Yeah. Summer? Because I, I had just came back from New York. Okay. So, and I yeah, went yeah, to, yeah. yeah, that was the summer. Okay. Yeah, so maybe like uh, a couple weeks after that. Okay. Y'all got uh, the idea to do the Wayfair study? Well, we had already, like the event that we threw was about our travels. Right. Right. So we already had that core idea. We know we both we both knew that we love to travel and we want to, you know, to show that and show black people traveling in other, you know, places, you mm-hmm. know, than the typical cruise or whatever. So the idea was already there. But you know, after we, you know, moved away from the sovereign space, we were like, yo, let's just stick with that thing. Like we're like travel is our thing right now. Like we we're really feeling it. So mm-hmm. like let's go with that. Okay. And then that kind of just branched off into, you know, the Wayfair study. Got it. Got it. So the name, the Wayfair study, talk about that. Where did y'all come up with that? Um, well, how did y'all come up with that? It, it came because, um, you know, you have obviously with two black dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the focus is travel. And, uh, you know, not to kind of like, uh, you know, point fingers or anything like that, but you you do have like a lot of, at least my opinion, a lot of corniness when it comes to like travel, whereas like people go, there's more emphasis put on how we look, 
how our poses look when we go travel as opposed to what's going what you on. What you are seeing. Exactly. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah, so because you because that is my biggest complaint when I see people on Instagram. They hear that's the, it's the impact I'm like, of, of social media. Yo, I don't care about your wardrobe I, changes. I don't care about what you got on. I don't care. I don't even care about necessarily what you're eating because I fucking yeah. hate that shit. <laughs> what do you see? It. You know what I mean? It's like what do you it's like I just think it's disrespect if you go somewhere and it's like, okay, everybody, let's get together. Let's no, you stand right here, you do your arms like this, and yeah, we're gonna it's like fucking take the culture and take the people. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, sorry to get on that rant. Wayfair means to to travel by foot, mm. and then and in my opinion, if you're traveling by foot, you're really taking the time to see what's going on. Like I live in downtown Silver Spring, right. We drive, uh, my wife and I, we drive up and down Georgia Avenue when we're going, you know, into the city to hang out or whatever. <clears throat> One day, we took the dog and we walked from downtown Silver Spring all the way to Petware. Mm-hmm. It's about three, four miles or whatever. The whole time we're walking, we're saying, damn, I didn't know this place was here. Damn, I didn't know this place was here. Because when you're walking, you're taking time to kind of like chill out, slow down, see what's going on with your surroundings, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So Wayfair, the Wayfair study, the name is like a testament to that. To kind of like really take in the culture. Re- wherever you're going, kind of like take it in. Drink the beer. Meet the people, you know what I'm saying? Eat the food, all that good stuff. The, 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 your theme being everywhere people are people, you know? So that ultimately leaves the world at your, at your fingertips of just places to choose from to, to travel to, you know what I mean? Because people are people everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? I like that. I like that. So um, the beer tasting part of it. Now... When I first learned of that, I was like, beer? I'm like, only time black people drink beer is when they being cheap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or they, you know, they on some broke shit, you know yeah. what I mean? Bringing so, natty lights to the cookout. Exactly, yeah. all of that. So, you know, to see y'all do that, I'm like, okay, I know it's not going to be them drinking, you know, some whack beer, yeah. but, you know, why beer? Instead of like liquor or just <laughs> things like that. Well, I mean, here's how we got to that point. Like, maintaining a tra- maintaining a travel blog mm-hmm. is is difficult when you have nine to five jobs, mm-hmm. right? Um, with limited resources, right, and money. So we can't travel year round. You know, I'm a teacher. Fortunately, I have you know the summers off and I have spring break and winter break and all that. So I can do a little more travel than you know than a typical person. But maintaining a blog for you know, a travel blog, you got to travel a lot. Mm-hmm. So we were having difficulties like finding an angle to take it with the Wayfair study in terms of like doing something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So Jamal and I shoot emails back to back and forth all day, you know, talking about random stuff or whatever. And then he shot me an email one day and was like, yo, I got an idea. Like, let's take a beer from a different country, try it out and like record and, and pair it up with the album. Right. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking like, yo, that's a dope ass idea. Right. Like nobody does that. Right. 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 right? So I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. And nine times out of 10, anytime anything Jamal says, like, yo, let's try this. I'm down. Like, let's do it. You Mm -hmm. know, let's let's at least try it. So that kind of led us to where we're doing now with the one beer. And um, it led us to getting an internship with World of Beer, traveling the world. Um, But yeah, it really started with an idea that Jamal had and. Because we already drink beer, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I think the best part about it is we're not experts. 
like we're not we don't you know we didn't grow up being beer geeks or whatever like we we drank beer when we were young and we drink beer now but there's a whole industry of craft beer it's like a lot of nuance there's a lot of things going on with with craft beer and we don't know it all mm-hmm. but we know we love music we know we love beer mm-hmm. and we know we love to travel so we take that take our personalities and create a show i mean you say y'all y'all are not experts on on beer but i think with y'all being experts on the other parts of the one beer show you know what i mean say for instance like with the one album that y'all pair up with the beer you know your music knowledge is crazy because you know some people might think like oh they're just gonna name a bunch of rap albums or something like that but like y'all do rap indie rock um i think you even named a a a, a blues singer one time a blues a bluegrass singer uh, um yeah junior, probably um junior kimbrough probably no, I don't think it was oh. Jim. I think it was uh, maybe Shaky Graves or somebody or something. I can't remember the artist, but you, but it was yeah. definitely like a blues artist, a bluegrass yeah, singer, yeah. something like that. But like, I think that's even dope in itself. So it's like just making that whole educational yeah. cycle like just continuous. Well, you know, <clears throat> you know, we try to play. It's a, uh, it's presented to look pretty simple and pretty cut and dry, but you know, it's a we kind of play off a lot of things. We do play off of the fact that we're, you know, African-American males is basically none in the craft beer industry. Mm-hmm. Um, like we mentioned about the travel about, you know, black people, two black boys traveling. Like we don't want to be those guys. We just, and that's kind of like what, where the, the slogan everywhere people are people came from. Everybody, everybody drinks beer given, you know, your religion allows you or whatever. Everybody likes good music. Mm-hmm. So, you know, at the time, I think it was like a lot of stuff going on politically, like police shootings and the, like the image of the black male at the time was just like probably not the best, which, you know, probably still isn't. So we were like, you know, how can we just kind of like it's, it really is like a study. We really want to like kind of test people to be like, OK, we can prove to you that everywhere people are people. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to the most remote, whitest places in the world Mm -hmm. and still be us still be black still be comfortable but yet still still connect with the people who live there okay so that's kind of like well how everything kind of like really kind of like picked up and like the idea with the uh you know the one beer episodes and all that good stuff okay so i have a two-part question but it's about the same thing like so when you're when you first told your friends and family about just doing talking about beer Mm-hmm. Forget about the traveling part, but the 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 beer. Did you receive any pushback? You know, were people just like beer? Of like, course. What? Why oh, beer? Of course. <laughs> All of that. All of that. You know. Um, but in the and since then, have you changed people's minds? Have you opened their 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 minds to drinking beer or drinking a beer that they had never even heard of? I I, I think maybe slowly. Every once in a while, I'll get a, a text from somebody else, send me a picture. Oh, I'm drinking this. I saw this, that, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, it's for the most part, um, you know, it's like a lot of our friends really like what we're doing. And for me, at least for me, like, I'm cool with that because mm-hmm. I kind of like, you know, I believe in that blow up where you grow up kind of mentality. Um, yeah. 
I mean, you know, when we started out, people were like, man, don't nobody, you know, same thing you saying. Black people don't drink no beer, all this, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, just, you know, give it a chance. Yeah, you know? give it a just chance. Just give it a yeah. chance. Black yeah. people do drink beer. But though, they do. You know? like, but and, and it sounds, it even sounds crazy to say that. Though. Black people don't do it. It's like, but it's like, it's, it, but it's like a status thing. Yeah. You know, like I said earlier, like when people, when black people usually go for beer, it's because, you know, they being cheap. You know, it's not necessarily right. their first choice. Hey. The you know, moment Rick Ross comes in the club with an Atlas beer, Atlas beer is going to sell through the roof. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just but, like you know, a lot of people it, you know, we ain't got time to be waiting on no rapper to, to validate <laughs> drinking know? beer, you know. Um, so going into some of these countries, some of these cities where y'all, I'm pretty sure, were like the only black faces, like not only in the room, but just in the whole city. What was that like? You know, um, was there any apprehension? at first on your on your behalf or did you feel like people were like <laughs> i mean you know looking at y'all like uh i think we definitely stand out um but from my end there was definitely no um apprehension at all okay um i like being in situations like that um so it was cool like we went to portland for his bachelor party this uh, over the summer and we had a blast, and we were probably the only, the only <laughs> black motherfuckers in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the whole Portland. Yeah. So, wow, like, Portland, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, people were like, oh, going to Portland for a bachelor party? Yeah. You but, know, we had a blast. But it, it, speaking on Portland, it was funny because even the white people there knew we weren't from there. Like, they were just friendly. Oh, my gosh, just coming up to you. Where are you from? It's like, how you know we ain't from Portland? We could be from Portland. Nah. It's like, nah, pe nah People from, from the West Coast know when yeah, you're not yeah. from the West Coast. They're just like, nah. <laughs> nah, we can feel it. You're a little uptight. <laughs> Take it down a notch. Is Portland really like Portlandia? I'm I've only seen the show, like, yeah. maybe okay. once or twice. Okay. And it's definitely weird though. It is. It it does in a good it's way. It's quirky. Yeah. Okay. It's quirky, so then it's just the, like Portland. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are cool. It's an yeah. amazing city, man. I loved it. I had a blast. So. Weed's pretty good too. Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. So I've heard. So y'all just came back with the second season of One Beer. Right. So um, what do we? What what can we expect different this season as compared to last season? Um, probably a little bit more in depth as far as like uh beer styles and all of that stuff before the internship we were just you know two random dudes drinking beer and then um you know going through that whole process coming out i really delved into the beer side and uh chef is like really into like images and fonts and taking photos He's an awesome photographer and all that good stuff mm -hmm. so we kind of those are like our duties i talk about the beer nerd stuff he talks about the packaging and all that stuff so it's going to be detailed in that aspect and also we're going to um, kind of like almost do like a journalist blogging kind of thing. As yeah, far I think we're going to start getting yeah. into like vlogging. Yeah. Okay. And um, I mean, Jamal's working at Atlas now, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So we need to use that, you know, in some way, shape or form to like put out content. So um, we're going to try and do some more, expand on the show a little bit more. Can, can y'all see my nose? Because it's the third time that y'all have like... Made the segue before I could make the segue. <laughs> um, all right. So speaking of Atlas, which 
You work at Atlas Brew Works, yes. Jamal. But before we get into that, I want to talk about this lovely saison that you brought okay. in. Okay. Um, that we are drinking tonight in these lovely glasses. I just learned, like, okay, so see, that right there, I'm used to a snifter looking like that. Mm -hmm. That little lip right there on yours, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, is that a tulip? Little, you know what I mean? You know, it's, it's a hybrid, maybe. Okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean, personally, I think all beer should be poured into a, a snifter of some sort. Because, mm -hmm. like I said, it, it allows the aroma. If you can smell the beer, it smells good, it's probably going to enhance the taste. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, this is a Saison uh, from our Atlas. Excuse me. It's uh, called the Saison uh, Defet. Defet, okay. Also a farmhouse ale. Farmhouse ale and Saisons are basically the same thing. So it's very, you know, uh, dynamic beer, not too bitter, mm -hmm. not too light. ABV is like uh, about 6.7, I think. Alcohol by volume, if you don't know what that is. And, uh, yeah, we have it on top at Atlas, man, 2052 West Virginia Avenue, Northeast. Okay. So, real quick, we're going to do a real quick one-beer episode here. So, Let's um, do it. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. So, we got the beer, and then the next is the uh, the album, right? Or does that come last? No, the rating comes last. Ra well, yeah. No, 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 no. The, the rating's first. Well, actually, look at the packaging. Okay. So, we... Discuss the beer. Well, you brought in a growler. I brought in a growler. Right. So, I mean... <laughs> They got like, these. They got these Atlas growlers. You could go buy. You can't do that. <laughs> okay. So then we hit it off with the, the rating. The rating. Okay. Yeah. So I will say, because okay, it's got a good color. Um, for me, you know, it's something that I could drink at the bar. Um, I could even drink it at a function. Mm -hmm. You know, I might even get it at a basketball game. See, I switched it up. Okay. On that. okay Since it's not okay. football yeah, season yeah, no yeah. more, I could. I could. I could be at a Wizards game. Drinking, drinking this. this? Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would rate it. I'd rate it four and a quarter. Okay. okay. Four and a quarter. Yeah. That's good. That's good beer. What you got? What you got? Um, you know I'm biased. It's clearly a five. <laughs> <laughs> clearly a five. I made it by hand, so. What? You I, made no, this? No, I didn't make this. <laughs> I didn't make this at all. Yeah, not my. I, this is my favorite beer out of all the beer that we have there at Atlas, so like I said, I'm biased. And I love Saison's. Yeah, I'm, you know what? I, I'm, I think I'm feeling like, kind of like you in terms of like the Saison's. Because like, mm -hmm. like, I think the last episode we did yeah. was a farmhouse, mm -hmm. farmhouse ale. Like, this shit is good. Yeah, man. Like, I would give this, um, I'd go with a four and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'd go, go with a four and a half, yeah. Oh, and this year, we're, or this season, we're using, um, so our rating scale is going to be based on Anthony Bourdain. Yes, yes, you did. You, you did do that in the first episode. Get that sponsorship right, money, right? Man. Right. So, like, hey, that'd be dope if y'all could have uh, speak Anthony on Bourdain speak come on drink it. with y'all. Speak on right. it. You know, right. maybe speak on it. Chef right. something up, or y'all go somewhere. Oh He's connected. Yes. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anything's so, possible. At this yeah. Time. So we're rating everything one to five with Anthony Bourdain. Okay. I give this four, four and a half. Uh, Anthony Bourdain. It's okay. Good. It's good stuff. All right. So album. Album. Let's get into the good part. <laughs> the music, baby. What you got? What you think? I'm going to let y'all take that first because uh, uh, I know music, but y'all know it a little better than me. You know, Saison's, man, they, like I said, my favorite style of beer. Mm -hmm. Very dynamic. The, the best beer to pair with food, in my humble opinion. Um, oof. I would say Lenny Kravitz. Lenny, Lenny Kravitz. Kravitz. Okay. So it's kind of, if you watched the first episode of season two, I said Prince. It was uh, another Saison that we had yeah. because I said the same thing, how it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Lenny Kravitz, give you rock, give you soul, 
Saison's can be bitter. They can be sweet. They can be in the middle of the road. Very dynamic beer. Perfect with food. Everybody likes it. He's biracial. All of that. <laughs> Just a, 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 a melting yeah, pot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with um, the No Worries album. Ooh. Um, yes, Lord, which is uh, Knowledge and Anderson Pack. Yo, this is like a, a funky beer. Like, the album's funky, mm-hmm. right? And, and this is something I would listen to at, you know, um, at home, during, you know, eating dinner, watching TV. It's a nice little just chill at home. I put that on in the background and just kick it. So, I, yeah, I, I think I'd go with the No Worries album. Okay. So, I'm going to just go with what y'all going with. <laughs> <laughs> no rare essence. No now, backyard. Hey man, I feel like you know you are stereotyping me, man. Like, hey, I love it. So if that's hey, the I case, then, so if that's the case, then I gotta pick like um, I gotta pick like uh, something smooth. I can't just do like red essence. Or I could do a, I could do a Chuck Brown. There I could you do go. A, I got, Come on, matter man. of fact, I could do um. I mean, it's not it's not as smooth as a playing your game. No, nah, yeah, I could do this to playing your game. Okay. Chuck Brown's okay. uh, cover, play, playing your game. Okay. You know, very white. I can see it. I can you see know? it. Okay, since I y'all know. put me in that box, yeah. <laughs> like that's all I know is go go. Hey man, I love it, man. <laughs> I was gonna try and jump out there with something, something else, but nah, it's cool though. It's cool. Um, okay, so back to working at Atlas Brew Works. Um, how did that come about? Um, well, <clears throat> I we had finished the uh, well, I finished the. Uh, beer internship mm-hmm. makes perfect sense to kind of look for a job in a uh, beer mm-hmm. and um two things that we saw um traveling um to all the different breweries in different countries or whatever didn't see a lot of people of color right and didn't see many women mm-hmm. so and it's ironic to be in situations like that sometimes because you probably would not think that people would be receptive of you or like engaging of you. But the whole time, like people were like asking us questions and just like really engaging with us, you know, just talking to us, showing us around, just being very cordial and just being very hospitable. Yeah. So, you know, and it's like everywhere we went, it was like that. And so for me, it was like, well, damn, this is a pretty cool industry. Let me kind of like do my background on it, blah, 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 all that. Just start sending out resumes to local breweries in the in the area. Atlas picked it up, came in there for it. I didn't even really have an interview. Came in there and uh, Rachel, she's like the one of the bar managers there. She just knew me from because the the internship was such a big thing in that community mm-hmm. that she already knew who I was and she already knew what we were doing. So I kind of like it was literally like, "Yo, come on, when can you start?" It's like, "Oh, okay," and yeah been there since so i work in a tap room also i'm an ambassador also okay so if we have like tastings and stuff all over the city or in maryland or whatever i go and do all that good stuff okay okay just gave me another question i asked about one of my favorite topics marketing Mm -hmm. um shep i want to ask you want to backtrack a little bit how how did y'all get the uh world of beers internship i remember when i first saw that and i was just like how did that even happen? But okay, they right, going. <laughs> right. So World of Beer um, put out something that they were saying. They were paying people to travel, drink beer. And they'll, they'll pay you to travel and drink beer. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um, 
they put out an article or I guess they had a little press feed or press uh, release for it or whatever. And like literally 10 or 12 people emailed me, text me, say, yo, y'all need to do this. Y'all need to do this. Jamal sent me anything. Yo, we, we need to do this. I totally forgot about it. Jamal was like, he sent me the, um, the, the link for it. Mm-hmm. But I was at work and it's, it's beer. So I couldn't pull it up on my work computer. So I was like, okay, I'll apply for it when I get home. And I'm notorious for going home and taking naps. <laughs> so I went home, took a nap, completely forgot about it. And then Jamal applied. Mm-hmm. And a few, like maybe a couple of weeks later, like matter of fact, it was on April Fool's Day. Yes. They sent us an email or they called you. No, I was, we were moving. Oh, we you were, were. I was moving in my new apartment. Well, we, right, my wife and right. I were moving in our new apartment. And I got an uh, email and I looked at it and um, it, like it was April Fool's Day. And I was from World of Beer and I was like, hey, you know, you guys made it a semifinalist, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, eh. So I called Shep, called him. It's like, hey, um, I just got this email. I don't know what it's about. I can't really look at it now. I'm moving. Check it out. See what it is. And, you know, if it's something good, you know, I guess call me back or whatever. Sure enough, he hits me back. He's like, yeah, man, they're saying that we, you know, we made it a semifinalist. They gave us like a special project to do where we had to go to a local brewery. Mm-hmm. And we had to interview uh, the owner or brewer or something, Yeah, <clears throat> do a write-up, take, like, four pictures, and send it back to them in, like, 48 hours. Mm-hmm. And you're like, shit, do we fucking do that shit already? Okay, is this, a, this is not a This, <laughs> not this a is a work? challenge? Yeah, like, yeah. This is a, okay, all right, sure. So we, Where's we, the hard part? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we went to Denizen's in uh, Silver Springs Brewery, um, owned by uh, two women. Spoke to one of the owners, took our pictures, did the write-up, sent it back to him. You know, sent it back. We like whatever. And I think oh, we had a, a Skype interview with them also. Yeah, we had a Skype interview. Had a Skype interview. Uh, I feel uh, like it was another round. Was it? Was that it? Finalist, semifinalist. How does that shit work? I don't know. Anyway, yeah, we did. We had the Skype interview, and then I think they then they call us back. Say, oh, you made it as finalist. And uh, I'm driving home one day and. They called me again and was like, oh, we select y'all. You guys won. Mm-hmm. Can you come down to Tampa? It's like everything kind of happened really quick. And it was like they called us on like a Wednesday and said, oh, you made it as finalists. Can you come down here Friday for uh So we're going to uh, announce you at this concert and all. It's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, that's how it went. That's how it happened. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So fast forwarding. So events tastings all of that this is going to bring me into one of my favorite top topics marketing i love marketing um if you didn't know mm-hmm. but um why are more blacks drinking beer is it because of marketing or is it a cultural thing or is it both why are more black? why are not why aren't oh uh, i was more, like wait what <laughs> Why aren't more blacks drinking beer? Marketing, is it a lack of marketing to to us or is it a cultural it's, taste thing? Like, what is it? I don't think it's a taste thing. I think, I mean, I, I think it's just cultural. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it, it wasn't a big part of our upbringing. Mm-hmm. Um, or in the traditional black home, I, beer is just not, is just not a, a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, or at least not craft beer. Yeah, for sure. No. Yeah. You know, like. it's 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 there, but it's like, oh, God damn, I hate. That. At least I'm just only gonna speak about my family. Okay. 
we only stick to what we know. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't. We've been drinking Bush Light since 1985, <laughs> and 2025 we're gonna be drinking Bush Light. I'm, I come from a Budweiser and Heineken family. Yeah, well, same thing, yeah. you know. And um, a little bit of a Schlitz, Red Bull, Blue Bull ooh, at one point. Blue Bull, y'all go hard. hard. I got, I got some fan, I got some uh, in laws from Berry Farm, so you know. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah. That's when that, when that's when the Blue Bull and the Red Bull came into play. You know, had me thinking that when the Red Bull Energy Drink came out, that was like that was a uh, like a can rebranding, the <laughs> new design or something. It's like. Got wings? What? <laughs> what kind of wings they talk about? I've seen some wings, yeah. some Red Bull wings. Yeah. <laughs> but nah, go ahead. Go ahead. But yeah, I, I think it's a lot of things, man. I think it's cultural. I think, um, you know, it could be like a a little bit of political because a lot of these breweries are popping up in neighborhoods that used to be, you know, black neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So you, now you're dealing with the whole gentrification thing, mm-hmm. and you know. I know for me, if I'm living in a neighborhood and I see a bunch of people coming in and I don't recognize them and, and it's only them, mm-hmm. air quotes, I'm probably going to feel like I'm not wanted there or, you know, I'm not supposed to be there, maybe. I don't know. So I, I think it's a lot of things, man. But um, like I said, it's it's an ironic kind of industry because, at least from my experiences, it, they are very, uh, it's like very homegrown, very welcoming. Like they... You know, a lot of breweries support things like Black Lives Matter and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, women's rights and gays' rights and, and all those different things where, you know, very leftish kind of uh, views or whatever. So yeah. it's, I don't know, it's it's a it's a funny kind of industry in a good way. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, you still don't see a lot of people of color in the brewery. I, like I said, I work every week in mm-hmm. Atlas. I don't see a lot of people that look like me coming, coming in, through. in there. Yeah. You know, and it it doesn't necessarily make me sad, but, you know, I'd I'd be remiss if I say I do not try to recruit more black people to come into Atlas and drink some beer. Mm -hmm. Because it is good beer, for one, and it's a good hang. You know what I'm saying? You can drink beer. We don't sell food in there. You can bring your own food in there. They have TVs in Like, it's a good hang, you know? Jamal is is selling y'all on uh, coming (laughs) to Atlas Brew Works. Always, man. Always. I think it's a part of what you said, though. It's not really marketed to us very mm-hmm. well. Um, I think I have to give um, a lot of props to to World of Beer f- to acknowledging. I mean, I think what we're doing already, whether we're black or white or whatever, I think what we're we're doing with one beer is good stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, and not not to like brag, but I think what we have is a good concept. It's a good idea. Absolutely. And World of Beer acknowledged that. Um, but I I think I mean I'm pretty sure. They also acknowledge the fact that we are black, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it is a good thing to have us represented. Some diversity. Know? Yeah, they yeah. need diversity. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and at the time, I just feel like it's not it's not really marketed well to black to black folks. Okay, and um, I I didn't want to make this about race, but the reason why I brought it or I brought up that question, asked that question, is because um you know with me always wanting to just like um provide moments of good taste for people you know i just look at it as like when i learned of craft beer i'm gonna tell you when i learned about craft beer i learned about craft beer when i was working at whole foods market back in 2004 2005 
And I was just like, I saw these different beers that I'd never heard of before. You know, all I knew were just like the, the, the big names, you know, that are coming from like Anheuser-Busch and uh, Coors and uh, uh, all the other beer companies. So when I saw these different brands, like I remember when I saw, first saw like Magic Hat Number no. 9 and, and, and Whole Foods, I was like, what's that? You know, or when I first saw Yangling at a bar, you know, when I became when I turned 21 i went into this bar it's like a college bar um um when i was living in philly um that was right next to temple and i was like what's yangling what's that i never heard of this before you know so and then when i tried it i was like yo this is good because at that point i i've always been wanting to just try something once and so when i tried those beers i was just like yo this is really good this don't taste like none of that crap that you know i tried when i was younger um and so i was just like I didn't really think about, you know, well, more black people need to know about this. I just thought like, well, now I want to know more about craft beer. But now at 34, I'm like, okay, now that I've had more experience and tried a number of craft beers and even gotten into like the, the, the local brews, you know, from all the places that I've ever lived, you know, whether it was New York, Philly, D.C. area, all of that, I was just like, man. There's got to be a way to just introduce more people into this and get them to see the value and understand, like, um, you know, even if you look at some beers that, like, cost more than, like, six or seven bucks at the bar. It's just like there's a reason for that. and You got to understand that, you know, um, and how can this be done without, like how you said earlier, like a Rick Ross or some rapper stamping it. You know, so that's why I brought that up, because it's just like this is just something else that you can add to your list of things to drink when you go out, you know, um, and just, you know, boost your your stock and your, your taste level, you know, yeah. so. Kind of to your point, um, like I was saying earlier. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. My bad. I'm so sorry about that. It's all good, man. Um, it makes me feel good to know I have important people on my show. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Um what I was saying earlier about us not being experts, um, I think that kind of goes a long way. Like, we're willing to try new things, and we like, we just try it. You know, mm. like, craft beer, this it's very intricate. There's a lot of detail to it, but we weren't afraid to, like, just jump in and try different things and, and try new beer and um, experience new things. And I, I think um, a lot of times, even in the, in the black community, we kind of, we not necessarily downplay ourselves, but in this whole belief of no black people don't do these things. Black people, I think black people do mm-hmm. a lot of things. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, black people don't ski. No, there are black people that ski. You know, like I think it's becoming our experiences are so broad now. It's yeah. it's so hard to say black people don't do this anymore mm-hmm. because we do. You know, and and it's not just about being black or whatever. You know, it's just about experiencing new things yeah, and, and yeah. like you said taste level and just you know mm-hmm. exploring you know yeah. so and I, I think like historically beer has only been marketed to one demographic mm-hmm. white males I mean if you look at like Coors Light commercials it's all white males and yeah. half naked women mm-hmm. so now that turns off a whole other people of color maybe mm-hmm. and it'll probably turn off women so now, you know, you only have, like like I said, most of the guys who work in the craft beer industry, white guys with beers. Yeah. Not a lot of women, not a lot of people of color. Mm. So, you know. 
But I think that's all starting to begin to change. Hope so. I might have some ideas. I might be hollering at you. Okay. You know, I, I, I need hey. to, I need to get back into the event game. Like Come I've been on, itching man. to do some events, on, man. man. You know, I'll, I'm. I'm going to think of some things. You're going to be hearing from Yeah, come on. Um, okay, so back to the travel por- portion of the Wayfair study. Um, have y'all considered adding like a, a, a travel business component to the Wayfair study? Like maybe similar to what you see with uh, Travel Noir. You know, what they do with like their, their periodic trips abroad. And they provide those package deals you can pay into, things like that. Yeah, well, we've talked about that. Um, several times um, we have a local friend Catalina um, what's Catalina's last name Mayora yeah she uh, runs El Camino Travel mm-hmm. alright shout out to Catalina um, I watched that interview yeah so she's she's a very well connected um, person in, in the industry and she has that El Camino Travel and we, Jamal and I talked about that in the same same vein basically thinking about how we can provide uh, a similar experience um, I just don't know how we're going to be able to do that. I mean, we just never got into it, basically, yeah. you know, like. But it's it's basically going to be revolving around the same thing, beer and music, mm-hmm. and some kind of, like, traveling, curated event of sorts. Yeah, yeah it's we very vague. Yeah, we just need to fine-tune that thing. Yeah. And, yeah. That's a great idea, though, you know. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just, I mean... I'm always throwing out ideas like that to people who I know here locally because mm-hmm. um, right now I'm just big on um, and just thinking about my last interview and just something we talked about, just, you know, the difference between D.C. and more settled cities in the world of, like, the arts, entertainment, marketing, whatever the case may be. Um, we just now started telling people that we're we're the shit. We're like that. We're the we're the best. You know what I mean. Whereas all these other cities, they've been doing that. You know what I mean. So um, I'm just always trying to think of ways to just you know for people to do these dope ass things from within versus having to look out. Cause I would love to give y'all my money to go on a trip abroad versus going with a company that's not based here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. Even if I didn't know y'all, the fact that you're like, okay, they're local, so I want to give them their give them my money. You know, I would love to do that. So, I, like I said, I'm always throwing these ideas out to people. You know, so that's why I ask that question too. Yeah, the travel know? industry is is booming yeah. right now too, mm. especially and with black folks. Yes, yeah, especially with black folks. So, um, yeah, it's a definitely it's a good industry to get into, uh, and I'm excited that people are experiencing different things and it like moving away from just going on a cruise to Jamaica or Dominican Republic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've done that. You know, saying I've I've seen people going everywhere. Mm-hmm. I just got back from Cuba. I had a couple of friends that just went to Cuba just recently. So like people are traveling and going to different places and exploring the world and that's what it that's what it should be. And see, you said earlier, you know, just talking about how y'all got day jobs and things like that. So y'all try to especially you um as a teacher you try to fit in all your traveling in the summer and when you're off but (laughs) sorry (laughs) um you could tell me you couldn't tell me that it doesn't look like y'all are traveling all the time like (laughs) y'all make it look so easy for real like y'all bro like i did not know 
if I didn't know y'all didn't if I didn't know y'all had day jobs, I would not know that y'all had day jobs. And maybe it's just the way y'all time the releases yeah. <laughs> to make it look like that. The beauty of social media. Yeah, I get so many DMs <laughs> and text messages from my like former students. They're yeah. like, Jenkins, did you did you quit? Are you still teaching? Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm 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 still teaching. Yeah. But I travel during the summer. You know, I, I get I get spring break. I get you know winter break. I get a lot of time off, yeah. so I take advantage of it. You know, yeah. but you know you like you said like you would think that we're just constantly on the go, but yeah, man. you know like I ain't never seen y'all in work clothes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. like you know. It used to trip me out when I found out, like, you know, back when I was doing nightlife, when I would find out, like, certain, like, promoters work for, like, the government. Like, yeah, I would see yeah. them in their work. They would still had a work badge. I'm just like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> I think we both, we, you know, we hate that life in a sense. Like, having to go to work and do something that you know you don't want to do. So it's like we just like nah, I don't want to talk about that. That shit nah, is and, what? And it's like, tough. It's tough yeah. when you're so passionate about something yeah, else, yeah. Um, completely unrelated to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, I mean, I get it. You know, we just it's a necessary evil uh, for people like ourselves. You know, so I mean, I I totally get that. Totally get it. You know, um, what inspires y'all? I, def- I I I I meant to ask that earlier, but what what inspires y'all to just you know keep going in the face of just like. You know, you got your day jobs to hold down, you know, like you're you have a wife, you know, what I mean, um, I don't know if you're attached or anything, but nonetheless, y'all have these other like things going on in life. You know, what inspires y'all to keep going with this? I think for me, um, it's got to be home like, you know, Charleston. Mm. <clears throat> it's a it's always a big thing. You know, being from Charleston, it Charleston is always connected to what we do mm-hmm. because we come from a community where a lot of people just don't know that they can do certain things. Like a lot of people just don't leave Charleston. And, you know, if you don't know much about Charleston, like it's a very. It's a different kind of town for the U.S., you know, what I'm saying like we talk different mm-hmm. foods, different like it's, you know, it's very well, very much connected to, you know, Africa and all of that stuff. But a lot of that is the reason why a lot of people don't leave. The whole, like, uh, Gullah Geechee. Yeah, All of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like like when we went to Czech Republic, and we're like in pause, but we took a, a beer bath, not together, but <laughs> we, t- we took it literally in a bath that yeah. was just filled with beer. Okay. And uh, I just yelled out. I was like... Bruh, we from fucking Charleston. So like, this shit is unheard of. Yeah. This is unheard of. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, it always inspires me. What, what what does that do to your skin? I don't know, but it did wonders for the beard. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yeah, man. So, yeah, like, that's that's the biggest thing for me, man, Charleston. Okay. How about you, Shep? Um, a lot of things inspire me. Um, I think more recently, though, um, not to make this so sad and on a you know down note, but my mom um, has dementia mm-hmm. and she's been battling with that for the past couple of years, and it's really put a lot of things in perspective for me in terms of like collecting memories. You know, like her memory is fading every single day, and I'm watching my mom I'm talking to her every day, and I'm seeing her just kind of gradually fade off, and that's kind of put. That's given me, in a weird way, inspired me to live more and, like, 
experience more like now while, I, while I'm here, mm -hmm. you know, and and that's what's been driving me recently to like continue traveling, going on different trips, um, uh, just exploring different ideas through photography and through videography. Um, Cause I really want to live and it's so corny to say, but I really want to live every day like it's my last. So mm. looking at my mom, she inspires me to, you know, to do that. And um, so that's what's been pushing me more recently. I like it. I love it, actually. <laughs> I love it. Are y'all enjoying this part of the journey? Absolutely. Yeah. I am. Yeah. 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 Yeah, every, I think every day is always something different. Uh, you know, an email comes in or some new information. So it's yeah, you kind of it keeps you going. Mm -hmm. It keeps you going. Jamal and I both are kind of late bloomers. Yeah, um, we've always had these ideas of things we wanted to do, but mm -hmm. I think and we Jamal have had these we've had these conversations hundreds of times. But um, in especially for minorities, the growing up is is it's you're so pushed towards practical, practical, traditional jobs, you know, be a lawyer, try and get a business degree, try and do the, you know, like very practical. Doctor, um, engineer. Yeah, you know, like, do, and I, I don't blame my mom for that at all because yeah. I know she was trying to do what's best for me. Mm -hmm. But I had for a very long time was always about wanting to be a writer or um, photography is more recent for me, but... Like I've always been into like arts and creativity, but my mom she she helped me with that. But when it came time time to like really pursue something, she's like, "Yo, you need to get a real a quote unquote real job." Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until later in life when I realized, like, okay, I got the real job, but like I don't really like. Th I mean, I li I like teaching, but I really really want to be traveling. I want to be. I want to find a way to get paid to travel and to write and to take pictures and video and document my life. Mm -hmm. And there's so many people out there that are do they're doing it. Yeah, you know. So we just got onto this, you know, in the past, you know, ten years or so, or not even ten years, but like maybe six or seven years. And I'm enjoying every day of it, you know, because I'm like I'm still learning a lot about myself. I'm still learning about what's out there and you know what I'm capable of doing. So. I'm enjoying the journey, definitely. I don't. I don't think our families just realize just like the strides that they made. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe it was just something in the water they were drinking when they procreated with our generation, but I don't think they realized like they were going to, you know, birth this this whole generation and then another generation to follow of just like creative and just a a, a, a really entrepreneurial risk-taking just adventurous kids mm -hmm. because i look at so many of my peers and everybody says the same thing yeah. like our parents wanted us to do these practical things yeah. you know and like like my father he um my mother is from um southeastern virginia the tidewater region my father is from trinidad so he especially um, as an immigrant, you know, he was he was even more hell bent on me having a practical career, mm -hmm. none of which I've done, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, you know, I think every sacrifice that they made and every extra hour of work they put in and every just like uh, 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 struggle they endured um, to make a better way for us, you know, perhaps that allow 
for so many of us um, in the generations to follow just the uh, the space to think about doing something mm -hmm. against the grain, you know? A different world in the internet, man. Mm -hmm. Those two make two <laughs> things, you know what I'm saying? A different to show the, a different world in different the internet. World in the internet. Yeah, I man. like that. Yeah. I like that. Absolutely. Change, yeah. Okay. So what what's next for uh, the Wayfarer study? More traveling. Okay. Drinking a lot of beer. Um, you still doing CrossFit? Drinking all this beer? I have to, man. Okay, because I'm like... To. I have to. I yeah. thought about that last night. I'm like, <laughs> remember he told me he was yeah. doing CrossFit. <laughs> Got to. Got to. Yeah, and, you know, just kind of still um, just kind of like trying to re refine our focus and, you know, trying to branch out and just make things ten times better than what we did the day before. Yeah, I mean, kind of along the same long, along the same lines with Jamal was just saying, it's just like this journey is is a lot of fun, and mm -hmm. we just want to just continue to learn more, and um, refine our craft, and and learn how learn more about beer, learn more about travel, learn more about ourselves in the whole process, basically. Okay. Um, but I think we, I think we're definitely on the right path. People are acknowledging it. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, we won an internship with World of Beer. Mm -hmm. Like that was that was great. That was like That's they paid us. Y'all didn't even see that coming. No. Yeah. No. No. Blindsided. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they paid us to travel and drink beer, mm. and like we were treated like you know rock stars everywhere we went. Yeah. You know. So the sky, I hate to say the corny stuff like sky's don't say the sky's don't say the sky. I don't. I don't know what else to say, bro. Like, like. Endless possibilities right yeah. here. You know okay. what I'm saying? Endless possibilities. That, that, that's a little less cliche. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the same same meaning, same difference. Yeah. You know. Well, where yeah. where can people find y'all if y'all want to be found? Uh, well, on? before y'all say that, uh -huh. I just want to say, should have said this earlier. Y'all are my first episode inside of the Innovator Studio at Whoa. Impact Hub DC. Yeah. Um, so I'm really excited about this. Um, you know, so thank y'all for uh ah, coming thank in you. once again. Thank you for having yeah, thank us. Thank you, seriously. So yeah. now back to where people can find y'all. <laughs> uh, Instagram at the Wayfair Study. Um, I'm Jamal. Instagram at Sweetgrass Three. Um, I'm Shep. You can find me at Soundboy.Shep on Instagram, um, and you can follow us on Twitter at Wayfair Study. Mm -hmm. Um, you could follow uh, or you could subscribe to our channel, our YouTube channel, The Wayfair Study. Subscribe uh, to that YouTube channel, bro. Subscribe to that channel. Uh, check us out with our One Beer episodes. We want to start expanding and do some new things with that. Um, do some daily vlogging, that kind of thing. Um, WayfairStudy.com. Yeah, WayfairStudy.com, obviously. Check us out there. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to end it here. Uh, it was a pleasure talking with y'all. Likewise. Once again, Thank you. first episode out in at the Innovator Studio at Impact Hub DC in Penn Quarter, Penn Quarter section of Washington DC. So, you gentlemen, y'all have a good night. Thank y'all once again. The All the Fly Kids show is recorded at the Innovator Studio inside of Impact Hub DC in Penn Quarter, engineered by Backpack Matt and Ryan Gordon, and produced by Geronimo Nose, me. You can subscribe to and listen to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, 
Mixcloud, and Spreaker. Pay it forward and let your people know we're here.